All right, everybody, we're going to do a Q&A today. My question is, where's Shane? <laughs> All right, everybody, quick shout out. Today, we're going to do a Q&A. It's one of my favorite things that I get to do. Uh, you guys ask me a bunch of questions. I get to turn on and answer them. All right, guys, so today what we're going to be doing is basically it's a free-for-all. Uh, for those who don't know me, my name is Brad Vanderwall. I used to run the number one team at the number one Remax office in the world. Last year, I did 1,250 homes. And now every Tuesday, I come and teach people, I guess, tricks to trade, different things that I did to be successful. Uh, today's my favorite because it's literally no, you can ask me anything. Now, I'm not going to say I was the answer, but I'm at least going to try. So if you guys have any questions, start putting them in the chat. Uh, and then Shane's got a list of questions when he comes back. But let's at least get this started. So for anybody who has any questions, start putting them aside while Shane gets his list of questions ready. All right. Uh, hang on. Don't worry about those. How you doing today, Brad? Good, doing good. My computer's pissing me off, but I'm good. <laughs> That's California. Nice and sunny. Yeah, it's it's awesome. It's, it's okay. What's that? <laughs> California it better be nice. Yeah. We all move in there? Is that what the plan is? Yeah, I was looking last night, late at night. I was looking at renting how many renting an Airbnb for a month and driving down here in February because you're like, I'm going to February. I'm like, maybe I should go sooner. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. You should come out. So good morning from Orlando. Okay, what do we got? Anthony, nice. I don't know about everybody. I'm fired up. Let's get this fall season started. Excellent. Tony, I don't know if that's a question. You just That's more of a statement. We've got a listing that's been on the market for 39 days. was 920. They came down to eight money, not, not many showings. Uh, I don't know. That's just a statement more than a question. Uh, what suggestions do you have for agents who need to generate quick business and get to the closing table? Uh, hey, Leslie, how's it going? Uh, the truth is, I, if for to suggest the agency generate quick business. There's really no such thing as quick business in real estate, to be completely honest. But if you need something that's quicker, uh, it's just, honestly, it's hitting phones. Like it's something that I, I teach a lot, but my favorite thing, um, my favorite thing to get listings, it depends. Leslie, do you want buyers or do you want, uh, do you want sellers? So maybe answer that question and I'll go from there. Yeah, the truth is, uh, Carol and, and Tony, the answer is, you guys have had uh, you guys have had a market for a long time that kept going up where I was in a down market for seven years. So for seven straight years in Calgary, where I live, uh, the market was either stale or going down. So right now you guys are chasing as the market's changing, you're chasing the market down. So you want to be ahead of everybody else. So I think I would find comparables that are in your area uh, and make sure that you're the lowest price one. Also, historically speaking, just so you know, the first two weeks of September are traditionally the slowest time almost of the whole year. And that's where at kids are going back to school. There's not going to be many showings. So I wouldn't freak out a lot right now. Um, and the reason why is because literally it's one of the slowest times of the year is right now because kids are going back to school, sports are starting and everything. Uh, normally, traditionally speaking, I keep track of all my stats and September is one of my worst months. And then October becomes one of my better months. So the market should pick up and showing should pick up within probably about after about another week to a week and a half. Um, right now, it's really, really hard. And people and, and obviously sellers are freaking out because they don't know what's going on. But just explain it to them that 
the kids are going back to school, sports are starting, and it's hard, uh, it's hard to get showings right now because everybody's focused on their kids going back to school. So that's a big part of why it's slow. Yeah, honestly, Tony, no matter what anybody says, it just comes down to price. So, uh, you know, if, if you priced it for another $30,000 less, you'd probably have a big lineup of people that were doing it. So it all comes down to price. So getting a price reduction is going to be huge. Uh, Leslie, oh, buyers. Yeah, buyers for now. Uh, buyers for now, one of the, the best things to do for buyers is, honestly, if you want, is pay for leads. Uh, there's a couple different things. You can do lead gen, depending on where you're at. Uh, pay different companies. If you're Canadian, I like uh, Agent Locator. Uh, we have ways that if you partner with us, if you partner up with us. So for those of you, we'll be talking about our partnership opportunity at the end. Um, but if you're looking for leads, we actually can get you leads where you spend, I don't know, probably about four or $500 for a one-time setup fee. And then you have your budget and let's say your budget's three or 400 bucks. You could be getting 30 to 40 to 50 leads every single month, and then you can turn it off and turn it on. So a lot of marketing companies, what they'll do is they'll charge you like $1,000, $1,500 a month to maintain your ads the whole time. Um, we have a way if you partner up with us that it's a one-time fee, and then you can go in and get that. So that's easy way. And then the other thing, if you want buyers is call your sphere. So what I'm teaching people to do is for their sphere of influence is write down like every single person you'd sell a home to. So I, I taught this to somebody yesterday actually on the call is every single person that you know, put them in an Excel spreadsheet. It doesn't have to be in a CRM. So go through your phone, see everybody, you know, go through Facebook, write it down and then have us have a, some kind of party or some function once a quarter. So you're calling all your sphere and what you're doing is you're inviting them to a, a party. You're inviting them to like a skating rink that you rent out. It doesn't have to be super expensive, you can do like even a games thing at a park. What you're trying to do is you're trying to invite your sphere to an event. So you're calling them, hey, it's Brad Vandewall. You know, it's, and then maybe they're not even a past client. You just know them. It's like, I just, I'm having this event and I'd really like you to come. You start talking about the event. And then at the end, whether they say yes or whether they say no, at the end, it's like, hey, I know you know I'm in real estate. I'm just wondering if you know anybody who wants to buy or sell. Now, what you're doing is you're not calling them and saying, hey, do you know anybody who wants to buy or sell right away? You're inviting them to an event. Then after the event, whether they say yes or whether they say no, it's irrelevant because the next question is, do you know anybody who wants to buy or sell? And I was talking to this lady yesterday when I was helping her out with this. And she's like, well, what happened if nobody shows? I won't care if anybody shows because the purpose isn't the party or the function. The purpose is getting a hold of them and asking those 200 people if they know anybody that wants to buy or sell. So that's a really, really great way that if you are tight on cash or you don't know what to do, literally make a list in an Excel spreadsheet of every single person you know and their phone number, reach out to them and invite them to an event. Pick an event, spend, I don't know, spend whatever you want, but just choose some kind of event to invite them to. But again, don't focus on the event, focus on the fact that you're calling them, inviting them to an event. But then every time you call them every quarter, they're going to pick up your phone because you're inviting them to something fun. The fact that you're asking about real estate at the end, they don't even care about that. It's that if they think about it, if you call your past clients or sphere or anybody you know every quarter and you're inviting them to a different event every time, they're going to be looking forward to your call to know what the next event is. They're not even going to think about it that you're asking about real estate at the end. So that's that's super important to do that. Uh, Yeah, it's, it always comes down to price for your listing, guys. 
yeah, Tony, get them down, get them down to 820 if you got to. That's the truth. Carol, how do I get a listing under contract that has received a lot of positive feedback, but 60 days in the market? Should I cancel this listing, create a new one, a few pictures and offset the fact this property has been in the market for two months? Uh, that's what I do. Uh, Carol, if it's something like that, I do a price reduction and basically relaunch the listing is something that I do, but you probably have to do a pretty big price adjustment. See, the thing is that a lot of agents right now aren't used to price adjustments. They're not used to this market. Newer agents that have been around under five years have no idea what to do right now because it was easy for you guys. No offense. You just listed a place. You got multiple offers. You're like, this is the easiest thing ever. Welcome to real estate. It's not easy. And I've been dealing with that for seven years. So as we move on, I'll probably be talking a lot more in the future, Shane, when we create stuff is setting expectations for clients, handling objections of price reductions, because that's going to be, that's going to be a big, that's going to be a big part of what people are going to be going through over the next little while, right? Because they're just not used to it. Like, think of how many people they put a listing, they'd have 30 offers. It's been easy for six or seven years. Now it's not like that. Um, do you have a list of questions, Shane, too? I'll finish yeah, this one up. Yeah. So just a couple of, couple of little things going back to the uh, buyer stuff. Um, I mean, one of the easiest strategies to get some free leads is to, um, I mean, we talk about the marketplace strategy. Um, yeah. That's one, but another, I mean, leveraging like sites like Facebook marketplace, I mean, just borrowing a list, listing from somebody else and posting it. Um, so if you don't have a listing, you just borrow a listing from another agent or your brokerage and then just, uh, um, putting that up on marketplace or throwing that up on your Facebook, Instagram, another great way to generate some free leads. Uh, there is that other uh, strategy through marketplace. What, what is that, that other one? It's not one that I've ever used. I know that you've taught that before. Which one? There was another one to generate some free leads through marketplace. Oh, where you put like, tell me what your rent is and I'll send you a list of homes that you can afford for the same price. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a way to get leads that, you know, if you put in, in marketplace, um, you know, tell me how much your rent is and I'll send you a list of homes that you can, that you can find for that price. And a lot of people don't know uh, what they can afford and, and you get a lot of leads. Some of our people get five to 10 leads a day using that strategy, actually. <clears throat> Anthony, first time here and I've been following Brad for a while now because of Brad and his coaches and videos on YouTube. I'm starting volunteering at a rec center to grow my business Sweet. I might for all the future business. Welcome, Anthony. That's good news. Mark answered Jeff. We've had agents do some cleanup of park events. That's kind of cool. I actually like that, Jeff. That's great. Garage sale event. Uh, Carol, I already did a price reduction and all the showings and feedback say the listing is very well priced. If that was the case, it would sell. Even in the worst market, a, a really good price listing um, will sell. So there's got to be another reason why. I'd ask maybe a little bit more about uh, in details and what the feedback is. Um, but if they say it's price right, it's maybe it's just maybe it's just a matter of holding and seeing. Uh, what are your thoughts on price decreases versus seller rate buy downs and marketing the heck out of it? Uh, Jeff, that's a great question. I'm not super familiar with. I'll be honest with you, that's probably United States thing because it's not Canada. I've never heard of a, a seller rate buy down. I, I'm sure I understand the concept. I think the negatives to a seller rate buy down is um, either way they save them. I, I guess 
it just depends. Like you can market it however you want. I just, it just depends what the buyer's looking for. The buyer isn't looking and concerned about rate and more people are concerned about price than rate. It's just, it's just human nature. Like if you look at a house, I'm just making this number up and I don't quote me on these numbers, but let's say you found a house before the rates went down for 950,000 and your rate was like 2.8 at the time or 3%. And now it's worth 800,000, but your rate's five and a half. You're probably spending more at the five and a half. People just want a deal. Price always, like Mark says, price always trumps everything else. Like if somebody came to me and they're like, hey, I can get you a 4.25 rate and the house is 900, or I can get you a 5.2 rate and the price is 825. I'm going 825 all day. I want the better price for sure. Can you send us that rent strategy? I don't really have anything to send, uh, Tony. It's it's super basic. What's the question again? Just all you do is you post in Marketplace. Tell me how much you're spending in rent and I'll send you a list of homes you can buy for the same price. So that's a big a big part of it. So if you want to do that, Tony, just message me in Facebook. Because I know we talk on Facebook. So um, uh, uh, I think it's Naza threw yeah. up a question in Q&A. She said, or he, uh, I have, I have my, uh, I have my first webinar. I had my first webinar last Thursday, but only 12 people and five attended. So look, sounds like only 12 registered, five people attended, mm -hmm. um, spend $300. My concern now is that I, I won't have any qualified buyers or sellers. Uh, so I'm not sure that there's a question there, but I know that this is something you've done quite a bit. And I think the, uh, one of the things about the the first time home buyer webinars, um, it, it's all about doing these over and over and over again and being consistent with it. Um, I know you've done some, Brad, where you you've only had a few people show up, and then uh, you know, and then you you do another one the week after or two weeks after, get more people, your ads get better, your deck gets better, your presentation gets better, your partnership with your lender gets better, um, and it's all about you know, it, it's again, it's a lot of this is trial and error. And, uh, and then, you know, obviously trying to get as many people as possible on the webinars and then the follow-up is really important as well. Um, so, you know, with, uh, I know Brad, your lender does all the follow-ups for all the uh, people that are yeah. not only just registering, but also, or sorry, not only the people that are showing up, but also the people that are registering. Yeah, I think it's a big thing. So for me with my first time home buyers, you know, webinars that I do, uh, it's, it's a gold mine. Like I've made probably $900,000 for, from, from my first time home buyer webinars now. So it's been, it's been a big thing for me, but the first ones were challenging. The first ones can be challenging because Facebook's got to figure out the algorithm. Uh, you got to make sure you get the ad, right. Then you got to do a better presentation. So the first one's never a home run ever. Um, so I wouldn't be too, too concerned about that, but reach out to me through Facebook or, uh, and messenger and we can talk, but yeah. First time home buyer webinar, especially now in this market, um, is crazy how um, how lucrative it's going to be because you need to have buyers. So getting these buyers for these listings is huge. So that's why we're still doing a ton of first time home buyer webinars. It's 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 the best thing that I do to create money still by far. Le Leslie is asking um, for the first time home buyer webinars. What is the Facebook ad spend that you would suggest? Um, for me, the Facebook, I do 500 bucks, but then again, my lender pays half, right? So for me, it's only 250. So <clears throat> that's what I do. Cause I want the most amount of people on this thing. So I get the most opportunities. So I've partnered up with the lender. So my costs are less. My costs for the course is half. 
my cost for the ads is half. So I always make sure that I have a lender on board because it's half, everything's half price because they pay for half. So that's a big, big, big part of it. Wendy says here, I'm sorry, I didn't hear the other strategy for Facebook marketplace, asking yeah. renters how much they rent for. And then you send them a list of house for rent or house for sale. I send them a list of houses for sale. So basically you're saying, hey, tell me how much you're spending in rent. And then I'll tell you, I'll send you a list of homes you can buy. Now, what you're doing is you're contacting people through messenger too. And a lot of people, uh, it's like anything, right? You got to find the gold in there and it takes a lot of work, but for the people that are, that are doing it, it'd be huge. Um, Tony's asking, Brad, would you focus more on buyers and listings? The truth is you got a list to last. I'd focus on both. If you get good price listings, they're still going to go really quick. I've always dealt with a lot of buyers for some reason. Uh, it's, I'm a fucking psychopath, I guess. I never really ever in my career focused on listings, which is crazy to think. Um, you know, I do have a lot. We do have a lot of listings, but I never really hyper-focused on it. So I always dealt with buyers because buyers buy in any market. Uh, they're more time-consuming. They're a royal pain in my ass. But anyways, I've always focused. Tony, the answer is both. Like, you need both. This for sure. Like, you know, calling our landlord strategy is a great one. Like, right now, a lot of people are, are thinking of selling the markets changing. So if you have, like if the market's changing and you're calling somebody that has a place to rent and let's say they have a rental, right? So they have a place for rent. You're calling them and you're saying, Hey, the market's changing. We could be going down 15 to 20%. Why don't you get out of your rental now? Let the market go down. And then when it goes down, go find another rental again. Some people are going to want to get out of that. So the truth is guys, there's no silver bullet. Most of you on this call, and if this defends you, I don't care. Most of you on this call are pretty lazy and just won't do the work. That's the honest truth. Everybody's looking like, oh my God, what's the silver bullet? There's not, just fucking work. Do the job, hit the phones, do the stuff that makes you uncomfortable. That's how you become successful. So if you're sitting there wondering what to do, go on my YouTube channel. Actually, Shane, you want to post that? Let's, this, this is good. Uh, you want to post the YouTube link? So for those of you that are new, I'm going to, send you a link. I'm going to put a link in here into my YouTube channel. I have over 600 videos on my YouTube channel. Trust me, there's something there you're going to find that's going to resonate with you to make you money. Um, but the biggest one is literally my favorite one still to this day is calling landlords that have places to rent and asking them if they want to sell. That's my favorite way to get listings. I'm in San Diego right now. If I were to move here and start my business all over again, that's the very first thing that I would do is start calling the people that have places for rent and asking them if they want to sell. It's the very first thing I would do, 100%. Shane's going to put it in there. There we go. There so this is you. There it is. So a lot of our lists, a lot of our trainings and everything, actually I'm, all of them go on my YouTube channel. So go follow me on YouTube. Um, when I'm back next week in the next couple months, I'm inter I've interviewed top agents. Um, I'm going to do 10 minute trainings, basically how to make money in, in, in a simple 10 minute video. And because uh, that's basically people's span for something they want to learn is about eight minutes, myself included. So I'm going to be doing 10 minute training. So anyways, make sure you follow me on YouTube. There's a bunch more stuff coming down the pipeline. So you guys can watch videos and hopefully stay motivated and educated. Uh, all right, Shane, what do you got for questions? Oh, hold on. There's no What's oh, that? Uh, we got oh, all those, okay. the CUNY ones. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So um, I've got a bunch of them. A, a lot of them revolve around, um, uh, I mean, four or five, you know, specific topics. So one of the, obviously one of the biggest topics that comes up all the time is lead generation, 
um, generating leads, what do you spend, um, all that good stuff. So let's talk a little bit about um, your top three lead gen strategies that you've utilized over the past few years. Um, I know we talked a little bit about the first time a homebuyer webinar, so maybe we can talk about that first sure. and we can dive into a couple of the other ones. And then you can talk about leads because you're the one that gets them for me. <laughs> so that's well, that's I was thinking, easy. yeah, I mean, we can we can talk a little bit about the Facebook side of things, the webinar side, and then the yeah. um uh the uh the listing side as well. So for me, the big part is obviously, like I mentioned a little a few minutes ago, for those of you that don't know, I have a first time home buyers seminar uh course that I have. And whenever whenever uh COVID hit, I'm just like my lender is like, why don't we start doing first from home buyer seminars on Zoom. And I didn't even know what Zoom was. And we'll be going over more in depth with this. Are we doing this next week, Shane? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'll I'll keep it, I'll keep it short and sweet this time. So I'm going to be explaining it all next week. Um the, the the truth of the matter is is that you know these first time home buyer seminars that I do, there's I always get at least one or two people from it. And again, my lender's on there with me. My lender gets them approved. Um, depending on what state you're in and what city. Some people get 100 people that register and they have 50, 60 people at show. In smaller places, some people, you know, have 40, 30 people that register and maybe 10 or 15 that show. But normally out of that, there's still one to two people that want to get pre-approved. So that's why I have it with my lender. My lender literally, so I go do a full presentation like this on Zoom. At the end, my, and my lender does a presentation with me. And then at the end, literally what we do is we just ask people and we book calls with them. They literally book calls right in my lender's calendar to get pre-approved while he sent me one that, like here, I'll, I'll read a literally one that he just, he sent me recently. Please hold. I, I, I'll read the text. It's like, uh, Hey Brad, here's a lead. Here's a lead. He goes by Jimmy. Uh, we did his application in March, but now he's looking to start looking at homes. So again, it's March. Not everybody buys right away, but it, like any legion, if you keep on them, uh, looking at detached homes depends on depends for five hundred thousand. Depending on rate increases, um, it should be there'll be a little bit of wiggle room. So literally, I just got this from my lender from one that we did back in March. Like I just get those texts all the time now from my lender. Here's another one. Here's another one. Here's another one. So I constantly, every almost probably, we don't do as many as we used to because I'm I'm, I'm busy doing other things now, but. Uh, whenever I was doing them in the peak, like I was selling four to five homes a month just from this strategy. So if anybody wants to learn about that strategy, maybe Shane dropped the link in there for that too. And then we'll move on to the, the paid ads strategy. I think, I think one of the really cool things about the, uh, the first time homebuyer webinars is the leverage that it gives you inside of your business. Well, it's huge. Right. I was in Mexico when I was doing them. Like I can do them from anywhere and people can come on from anywhere. That's the cool thing, right? Yeah. And you have your lender that's following up with all the leads, which yes, is even exactly. better, right? Which is not not typical to your sort of traditional paid lead gen where you're constantly getting a bunch of leads. You're having to do all the follow-ups. You know, you're booking your own appointments with the first-time homebuyer webinars. If it's done right, if you understand the process and the strategy behind it, the idea is to partner up with a lender, get your lender to pay for half your, your marketing costs, and have your lender follow up with all the, all the leads so that you're only talking to people that are hot and ready to go, right? Right. Thanks, Leslie. We'll see you around. Nice to see you. Well, talk to you. You know what I mean. I'm just going to drop that link to the uh, 
during <clears throat> the webinar for the first time home buyers. And for those of you that are curious about it next week, that's going to be the topic. So I'm going to go through exactly how I do it, a play by play of what that looks like. So make sure you uh, come by next week because that's going to be, that is going to be the topic. There you go. There's a link. Uh, yeah. So the, I mean, on the paid side of things, you know, we've done a lot of Facebook stuff. I think one of the yeah. easiest strategies, especially for anybody, any real estate agent out there that's looking to um, to do their own ads, uh, the easiest strategy out there is just to to leverage listings. Um, so either borrow a listing, use your own listing, uh, borrow one from another agent, borrow one from your brokerage, and just just advertise that. We always use. We typically use the um, the lead Facebook forms, uh, sorry, the Facebook lead forms to um, capture the lead information. We'll add a couple questions to that uh, uh, form just to uh, uh, just to add a little bit more, basically to, to get the leads to actually answer a few questions so they're not just, you know, throwing in fake phone numbers and things like that. Um, that typically helps a bit. Uh, but one of the things that's really spe specifically because over the past years so it's been really difficult for people to get listings uh so in a lot of cases what we'd be doing is um basically using pre-construction or new construction and now especially in the us right now the builders are starting to call agents we're seeing it right here in toronto as well like the builders now are calling the agents begging them to sell their properties right so there's no lack of inventory um either you know using somebody else's listing or using uh a builder's listing either pre-con new construction and with the builders what i really like is that they have incentives for buyers so in the ads we typically use the incentives so if it's you know builders are offering ten thousand dollars worth of upgrades or there's any other you know sort of bonuses we'll typically use those inside of the ads those work really well for paid ads um, and it's what we've done you know with you brad is always has always been new construction or pre-construction for you guys and uh um, and they've always performed really, really well. Leads anywhere between, you know, three to six, seven dollars or so. Yeah, those would be big. <clears throat> yeah, Vicky's, you just said too. So Vicky did 42 and 34 registered, 60% showed. She got eight appointments from both and have two getting qualified and spent $400. Oh, that's awesome. Good stuff, Vicky. <laughs> right? Crushing it. <laughs> like, think about that. In Toronto too, it's a tough market here. It is. So if you yeah. have two people that you're getting approved a month, from that system that's 24 deals like that's huge yeah. right like think about adding 24 deals to your repertoire from doing first-time home buyers so anyways vicky that's good i'm glad that's working in toronto if it can work in toronto it can work anywhere so what's the math on that that's got to be like it's probably close to this probably six hundred thousand dollar price point though what did you say 20 20 yeah uh what did you say 20 24 deals yeah, 24 deals at let's yeah, it's 480,000. Like at, at the average price of 800, it's $480,000. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, so from one from one course that you can buy, uh, you can make $500,000. Okay, that sounds pretty good. So anybody that wants to, I think I'll be going over it next week in a little bit more in depth. Um, yeah. So and I think the other sort of uh, one one of the things you've been testing out recently has been the listing appointments. Oh, yeah. talk a little bit about that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like uh, the the guaranteed listing appointment thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a company that uh, we've been using for our our uh, our USA division that we have, and they do uh, guaranteed listing appointments. So it's three thousand dollars a month, and you get fifteen listing appointments guaranteed. So you only pay about two hundred dollars per listing appointment. 
Um, they do say they're going to sell in the next six to 12 months. So you get in there early. It's a little bit of a longer play. However, I found about one in every four or five want to sell in the next 90 days. It's fantastic. They literally live transfer to you. Um, you go in, you do it. It's one of the best systems ever. So I really don't have a link or anything for them and I have nothing to do with this company. But if anybody has interest in the listing, the to, how to get 15 guaranteed listing appointments um, a month, let me know uh, if you come in. So I would come in if that's something you have interest in. Um, drop me a line on Facebook or Instagram, whoever's interested, or put your phone number. I don't know, Shane, how do we do this? I wasn't really anticipating talking about that. What's the best way to do it? Um, we could just have them text you. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Okay. So and, anybody, uh, Vi yeah, Vicky, yeah. unfortunately, the service is not available in Canada. No, the service isn't available. Oops, Only in the US. To you. So if anybody has interest in this, uh, I have nothing to do with this company, but we're using them. So if you have, if you want, um, I just put my number in there. If you're looking again, just set the expectations. It's $3,000 a month, but you get 15 guaranteed listing appointments per month. There's no contract either. So if you're ever not happy, uh, you can get out of it. So think about it. If you get one or two listings a month from this, they're probably buy-sell opportunities too. Uh, it's it's not available in Canada. No, it's only available in the United States. Uh, the name of the company is Kara McMaster. It's just her name <clears throat> of the lady that runs that and owns the company. Yeah, so for you, for those of you that are on the Thursday call, it's you guys saw the call center, so that's all launched now. Yeah, it's pretty cool. it's pretty nuts. It's only 200 bucks an appointment. If I came to you and I said I'm going to get you in for 200 bucks a time, I'm going to get you in front of somebody that says they want to sell their house. Uh that's a pretty smoking deal. So again, 3 grand. It's she's bumping it. She's bumping it up to 4 or 5 grand in the next uh, month or so. So, all right, let's move on to uh, next couple questions yeah. here before we run out of time. So hold um, on, people. Talia's asking, Talia, I won't be emailing you, just text me, please. So, again, for those of you that have interest in that listing company, um, just text me and I'll I'll get you in contact with the owner. So I'm gonna put my number in here again. There we go. Cool. So one of the big questions that comes up comes up a lot, especially when people find out that you've done 1,250 transactions or you and your team have done 1,250 transactions last year. Um, and you're, you're, what are you tracking this year? 2000? Maybe? I don't know. No, man, I've, I've probably not. Cause I've, we've literally got taken a pretty big step back as you know, with all this coaching stuff that I'm doing now. Right. So we probably would have hit 1500 or been close to what we did we'll probably honestly do less. we will do less but you know i've just switched what i'm doing so right. if i would have kept doing what i was doing would have done more like i'm turning away buildings to sell right now because i'm focused more on coaching so uh i would say you know we'll probably hit pretty close to the same to be honest with you but uh, and even if we do less it's just i've just shifted gears and do, doing more coaching so yeah, so so one of the questions that, that always comes up, um, or a couple of questions that, that revolve around this is, you know, what, what does your support staff look like? And as a real estate agent, um, when when do you start looking at bringing on 
an admin assistant to help you scale your business? I'd say that the easiest way to do it whenever I, whenever I like when I started scaling my business is when I've always had an assistant. I've never, for those of you that don't know, I've never input a listing in MLS in my life. So it's been 13 years, thousands of transactions, and I don't even know how to input a listing. I've always had an assistant. I don't think that it's, I don't know if there's such thing as too soon for assistant or what that looks like. But if you're doing two or three deals a month, you should look at getting an assistant because it just frees up more of your time. Like I remember when I first got my first assistant, I was, I didn't have a ton of money because I left my team and started my own team and I never input a listing. So I need an assistant, Maddie, uh, big shout out to my business partner, Maddie. He was helping me out and doing some stuff, but I got my assistant pretty quick out of the gates, like right away, but I was already doing 40 or 50 deals. I did 45 deals or 44 deals my first year. So I already need an assistant after my first year. So my second year I got one and then you just truthfully, man, you just start scaling and fumbling your way through it. Um, there's no map or guaranteed roadmap on how to build a team or start a team or whatever that looks like. So I think I just go in now. I only have one admin. I only ever had two at the most I had. Uh, we have a great admin, so it's big. Yes. Yeah. Mark said, it's a huge mistake I made when I got licensed, should have had an assistant immediately. Like once you're doing three or four deals a month, definitely look at getting an admin because if you get 20 hours back a week, let's say you spend 20 hours on picking up block boxes, putting up signs. If if you're choosing to do that picture, all the stuff that you're doing, if I gave you back and you're like, well, an admin's $4,000 a month, right? Yeah. Paperwork. Shoot me. Exactly. Let's say an admin's four grand a month. And if people like, oh, but I don't want to pay the four grand. It's like, shut up. Stop being such a pansy. If you get 20 hours back a week and so that's 80 hours back a month, you mean to tell me you can't sell one more home to pay for your admin? Bullshit. You'll do two or three more deals because you're getting back 80 hours a month. So people get so stuck on the cost of the admin, but not the freedom or time that it starts freeing up for them. Because that's why you're getting the admin. You're getting the admin so you can do more deals, right? Like if somebody gave you 20 more deals, that's huge. Uh, Ryan, where do you go to get said admin? Great question. I literally just post on um, like local places for, for jobs. So um, like I post on Indeed. Um, Indeed's pretty much the big one that, that we do, to be honest. Actually, that's the only one we do. And I did an admin. And when we just got our new admin, we recently let her go. But when we got our new admin, um, we probably had 50 or 60 applications in four or five days. It was crazy. Absolutely crazy. Uh, can what you what is it that you look for in an admin when you're hiring one? The absolute fucking opposite of me. <laughs> if they're a high I. That's not hard I, to find. <laughs> no, that's, yeah, that's true. If they're a high I and high D, normally that's not going to go well. Um, just because... It just won't like I want somebody that's like really organized, loves paperwork. Like, here's the messed up part. One of my first real estate coaches came in and told me, he's like, make a list of everything that you hate to do. Everything. Make a list of everything you hate to do seriously and then post that as a job and somebody's going to love doing it. And that concept to me was just absurd. But the truth is, make a list. If you're looking for an admin, make a list of everything you hate doing and post that that's the job title. And you'll find somebody that loves doing that, which is crazy to think, but it's true. So that's how I would find an admin is post everything you don't like to do. Uh, that's what I did. And, and I couldn't be happier with, with the admin that I've had now. She's, I think I've had her for three or four years now. She's great. 
you know, I, I've talked, you know, funny thing is I've talked to real estate agents that actually like all that kind of stuff, like all the stuff that you'd want to offload to your admin. They like that kind of, they like the paperwork. They like the spreadsheets. They like going out and putting a sign up. Like they like that stuff, but no, it really they, holds them back. Yeah. But they like being in control. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like that's a big part is that they want to control everything. Who cares? I don't care. Like, do you think that I'm the best per, best person to put up a sign? No. Think I'm the best person to input a listing? No. And even if I am, I don't care. I don't want to do it. I need somebody else to do this so I can leverage my time to go make more money. Um, question here. Do you recommend um, out of country mental virtual assistance for, or or if you do, like I know you use a lot of VAs, right? I mean, you have what, like five VAs or something like that, but you yeah. also have in-office staff that help. Like what's the difference in terms of what they're doing? And would you recommend you know, virtual assistants to help you on your real estate business. Virtual assistants are big. Like Shane says, I think we have five, hey Shane? I think we have five virtual assistants. I have three, so I don't know how many you've got. I have two. So we have five as DYIC, right? Total? You have two, so yeah, that'd be five, yeah. So let's say we have five. So for me though, with virtual assistants and with with admins, uh, where do you find a VA? Okay, well, here I'm going to give you a number because my guy that finds my VAs is a fucking genius. Uh, hold on. So if you guys have interest in getting a VA, text me again. Uh, Vicky asked for VA. So those of you that want VA, the guy's name is Christian. He's a stud. So my VA is what they do for me for social media. For those of you that are following me on social media, she does my TikTok. She does my YouTube. She does my Instagram. She has my Facebook. She does LinkedIn. She does all this stuff for me. And I have a video editor. I got really lucky. I have some of the best VAs on the planet, um, but I have a guy that sourced them for me and also trains them and holds them accountable. If that's something you're interested in. So again, text me if you have interest in the VA platform, I'll put you in contact with Christian. Can you hear us? Yes. I'm going to punch somebody in the face. <laughs> Anybody that knows anything about computers, I need to learn how to get more application memory and shut shit down. So Shane, that's going to be next on the list. Jess, I don't Where know. How computer. Uh, that, that won't do it. It's been bugging. It's been this for a while. So. Back to the VAs. VAs do all my, all my stuff. Uh, they literally do everything for me. Um, a big chunk of it. But I wouldn't do a VA for my personal stuff. Uh, I wouldn't do... I wouldn't do it for like my Calgary stuff or my local stuff. I would pay the extra money to have somebody there so I can watch over it. Plus it's like, if they make a mistake inputting listings or anything like that, I have never got a VA for my team to do the paperwork and listings and anything on the real estate side. I know people do. I just chose not to, I'll pay more money there where I'll save some money is for my social media and different things. So that's a big part of it there. Um, yeah, so if you can uh, specify what uh, Facebook marketing program you were talking about specifically, was that the first time home buyer webinars? I can drop the link again here for you. Um, Gersh asks, Brad, what are some good ways to get listings in Canada? Uh, my favorite ways, like I mentioned, I don't know if you were on earlier, my favorite way is still calling landlords that have places for sale or places for rent. 
So that's a big one. I'd still call. I literally call all the time people that have places for rent and ask them if they want to sell. And I've sold a shit ton of houses from that. Probably. Well, one guy on my team sold 40 homes last year, just from that strategy, literally just from that strategy. I have a guy that sold 40 homes from calling landlords and just asking if they wanted to sell. So that's the number one thing that I would do. Um, if you're looking for listings, also another thing I would do is partner up with divorce lawyers. So go find some divorce lawyers, schmooze them, make them your friend. Because um, a lot of divorce lawyers, obviously, what do they do? They get listings, right? And a lot of them is going to be a sell buy buy situation in some cases. So I have some pretty good partnerships with divorce lawyers. So that's definitely another one that I would do that a lot of people don't think about is literally just go to Google find a Google family law or because it's normally has its family law or divorce and then just start calling them and taking them out for lunch and seeing if you could earn their business. So I did that for a long time. So uh, did you put together a nice package for them? No, I did not. I just basically was my charming self and that was it. So no, I don't have a, I don't have a package. I didn't have anything. I just went and try to build relationships with people. One of the things about like scaling your business and doing different things for, for your real estate business and your industry is I tried to find people that can send me a ton of business over and over again. Um, so Rick asked, what do you pay them in Canada? I'm legally allowed to pay them uh, 25%. So I give them a referral and it goes right from my brokerage to them. Make sure in your state or in your province that you're allowed to do that. But in Alberta, where I am, I offer them a 25% commission. Now, even if I didn't, the way around it is for the people that I taught this strategy to a long time ago now, actually, is if you Google divorce lawyers and the city that you're in, the people that show up at the top are paying to be there. So what you can do instead of paying them a referral is say, look, what are you spending on Google leads a month? If they're like, well, I'm spending two grand. It's like, if you send me one a month, I'll pay for your ad spend. And as you send me more, we'll up your ad spend. So that's a legal way that I figured out how to go get around it is you just pay for these people's ad spend instead of sending them a referral, which is huge because if they're spending two or three grand a month the, and, and they're giving you one or two, like one or two listings or something like that from it or buyers. And then they're getting more business. You're literally just fueling your own business because the more they give you, the more they do it. So let's say that, let's say that you come in and you get, um, let's say, look, here's what I'll do is I'll pay $2,000 towards your ad spend for every person that you give me. So now if their ad spends two grand and they send you one, if they send you two, their ad spend the next month can be four grand. How much more business are they getting? But the fucked up part in turn is how much more business are you getting? So it's this, this, this machine that just keeps feeding itself. So that's one way that I thought of getting around it for my American friends uh, who can't maybe take a referral is offer to pay that. And it's, it works really, really well. Imagine if you work with, you know, five or six divorce lawyers and you're getting one listing a month from each of them or one deal a month, like you're doing 60 deals just from five divorce lawyers. So that's a big way to get uh, businesses, divorce lawyers, and probate lawyers would be another one. Probate takes longer, but that's another one that you can go is uh, offer the same thing to probate lawyers too. Pretty cool. All right. We're uh, almost five minutes too. Should we? Uh... Yeah, we can find there's still there's still a shit ton of people on here. So yeah, right. a lot of people a lot of people stayed for my fuck up. So let's just keep answering some more questions. I'm good.
I had a, I had a meeting at uh, in five minutes, but they they postponed it to another time. So I actually okay. have time now. I have a meeting in five, so I'm gonna have to bounce here. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, do 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 do. So any other questions here? Mark's taking off. How does the conversation go with landlords? Uh, great question. So if you're calling a landlord and seeing if they want to sell, I basically ask them like, hey, it's Brad Vandewall. Uh, I represent a lot of buyers in your area. I noticed you had a place for rent. Have you thought about selling it? And that's really it. And if they're like, but here, here's where you got to get creative. If they're like, well, no, I haven't really thought of selling it or whatever. Then I would be like, you know, the market's going down. The market's changing. It could go down as, little, as, as much as 20% in the next year. Have you thought of exiting now and then buying back in when the market goes down? And let them think about it and then talk them through what that looks like. If they say no, they're not looking at, at selling their, that place, ask them if they have another place to sell. And where I got this idea from is I called this guy once and I said, hey, do you want to sell your place? He's like, no. He's like, but I'd probably sell this other place. And I was like, holy shit, investors, some investors have multiple properties. So now the happen some of the some of the questions i ask is that is it's like hey um do you have a place do you want to sell this place no do you have a place you want to sell then ask them what that looks like but then also you come on and you also ask them like what um what's do they want to invest in another one or do they know somebody else another investor who wants to buy or sell so you have like four questions so in a recap so my mind's going everywhere because for some reason my phone's getting a bunch of calls i don't know if shane you send a random text so you come in and uh, you come in, ask them if they have, they want to sell their rental place, ask them if they have another rental that they want to sell. If they don't want to sell that one, ask them because they're investors, are they looking to buy more properties? And then the, the last question is, do you know of any other investors that are looking to buy or sell? So imagine from one phone call, you get to ask all those questions. That's going to blow up your fucking business just by doing that, calling people that have places for rent. Because where I got the idea was I'm just, I, I was looking for a place and I'm like, well, where can I go? How can I find a place? And I just looked in an area that somebody, that my buyer was looking. I just started calling rentals, seeing if they had a place to sell. And it was surprising how many would have sold. So I'm like, this is a gold mine. So that's one of the, that's a massive, massive gold mine is again, ask those four questions. Do you have a place that you want to sell? Or Jeb, do you want to sell this place? Do you have another place you want to sell? Do you want to buy another investment property? Do you know any other investors or anyone that's looking to buy or sell? Boom, there you go. That'll make you millions alone. I'm always glad when I come to these Zooms. Vicky, we are very glad you come to these Zooms as well. Uh, thank you, that is great. How do you get landlords contacts? Title, uh, great question. So I just literally go to rental, um, I just go to rental companies, or sorry, I just go to rental websites. So I just find places like Kijiji uh, in Canada or Craigslist in the United States, just places where people post their houses for rent. Just find, just literally go houses for rent in your area. And then you just go there and you do that. Uh, for my Canadian friends, Kijiji, they literally post like you get new listings. It's like a fresh list of people every day that you get to call. There's always new listings that come every single day. So if you're like, who am I going to call today? Go to Kijiji, go to Rent Faster, go to any, wherever you are in the United States or Canada, just find a website that has rentals on there. And it's a fucking gold mine, literally a gold mine of, of people that are either wanting to sell or uh, it's, it's a great way to get more business. You just got to do the work. 
Would it make sense at all to partner up with a property management company? So yes and no. The challenge with property management companies that most places now across North America, they have to be licensed. So they're not going to want to help you because they're licensed. licensed to do what? To represent the property manager, you have to be licensed. Like a licensed real estate agent? Correct. Oh, oh, I see. So that's the challenge is in a lot of, not, not everywhere, but I know in our province you do. I know in a lot of states you do. You, and they're going in that direction because there's more accountability, right? Because property, it's like, oh, I'm a property manager. There's no training. There's no anything. So at least now they're trying to make it where it's, which makes sense is you should have a license. There should be some higher standard that you're held to. So it, it, teaming up with them would be challenging unless you find people that aren't, then you can, then you can do something yet. Yeah. yeah. I'm just thinking like these people are calling landlords all the time. <laughs> it's like, all right, just yeah. switch up the script a little bit. Yeah. Pay your referral for everybody you send me. Yeah, for sure. Right. Uh, and then for those, and I know Shane, do you have five more minutes? Do you have to go right at nine or 11? Uh, I have another Zoom I got to pop on, but I'm good for five. Okay. Can you maybe just pull up? So for those of you, and I wish I could do it on my computer, but it's not working. For those of you who want to partner with us or talk about partnering with us again, um, Shane, if you maybe you just want to pull up that slide deck and just take two minutes and quickly go through what they get when they partner up with us. And then for those about us, I don't even know if I can, I can put in the chat. I'll put my phone number again. If you guys want to partner up with looking for partners, truthfully, all over North America. Uh, that's my cell phone. If you're curious in partnership, if you'd like me to coach you personally, um, imagine having a coach like today is great, but you know, part of when you partner up with us is we have a smaller group of people that I help. Um, it's, it's a small group and I just help people blow up their business. So, you know, I ask people at the end of all these calls, kind of what's your brokerage doing for you. And if your brokerage isn't doing enough for you and you're just open to looking at some options, um, just fire me a text and uh, we'll, we'll see if you can. And maybe Shane, if you want to take 30 seconds or a couple of minutes and just quickly go over a couple of those slides and then hopefully I can get my computer to work again for next week. I don't even know where I sent that to. So. You sent it in uh, the email from today. No, it's not part of that. Oh. Or was it just a placeholder? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't have that. Okay. I don't have enough. Uh, like I don't have the I only have the old one, which is out of date. So okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, you're good. I, I probably have it somewhere, but it doesn't matter. It's uh it's technology. This is where we're at. Okay. So if anybody has any questions about the partnership, just fire me a text. I just put it in there. Um, so thanks everybody for coming. Next week I'm gonna be talking about my first time home buyer seminar, what that looks like, how much money you're making from it. And I'm gonna give you a play-by-play -play on exactly how to do it if that's something you want to do uh thanks for being here everybody again put my phone number in there uh let's see if there's any more questions before we uh yeah the va contact information oh text me last. oh yeah. text so, you te okay yeah text me if you want if you have any questions about the va so my phone number is 403 so destiny write it down it's it should be in the chat but for, for some reason if you can't see it uh for anybody that's writing this down or just text me right now my phone number is 403 888-7653. So if you have any questions, if you want to learn about our partnership program, if you want to learn about our coaching for the first time, people 
that are here, thank you. For those of you who keep attending every week, thanks for being here. Uh, next week is going to be, again, the first time home buyer webinar. I apologize for the tech glitch today. Um, but we ended up at least getting some stuff done here. And Shane, as always, thanks, buddy. Absolutely. Always a pleasure. Thanks, everybody, for uh, tuning in. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Thanks. Okay. Take care. Later.